If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, with a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue broncos country is sitting in the south stands drinking the curds from mile high the best part of the Hugging a perfect stranger Cause they become a friend Having a good time when the orange and blue W-I-N Tuning in every day with the good folks down at BSN Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol And I want to start the show today, Zach, by giving a massive anti-shout-out to the absolute oh. slobs uh. who populated our podcast tent while we weren't in it yesterday. Ryan, who raises people? I honestly, Zach, I have no clue. Like, I'm actually incensed this morning that people would act this way in Ye- real life. I didn't know that you were here, or I would have helped come and clean this up, but you, you came out here before and cleaned this this disgusting place up. And when you brought the bag back in, it was like a, a, a grocery store bag that, that you can kind of see through. It looked like there was just dip spit everywhere in the bag. There was, so, so we did the podcast inside yesterday because some other people who I won't name needed to use this tent. And when I came out here this morning, Zach, it was repulsive. I'm talking... Half-eaten burritos, McDonald's bags, tipped-over McDonald's cups, uh, water bottles. There was chewed gum sitting on our table. What? What, Ryan? That that's my fraternity house was pretty darn gross in college. That that takes the cake. This reminded me of like if you've ever been in like Mexico. Where there's like an abandoned like shack and you look inside of it and it's just filled with like trash and shit. Excuse my language. That's what this was like. Ugh. So anyways, a big F you to those people. And a shout out to everyone that will be in this tent today. Clean up after yourself. Good lord, I'm pissed. Anyways, BSM Broncos podcast presented by Elix and all. <laughs> 
Shout out to the good folks at Elix and all who probably clean up after themselves <laughs> and don't just leave. Tra like, not only were they disrespecting you and I, they're disrespecting the Broncos. Like, yeah. we're on the Broncos practice yeah. field. They, they left trash just all over the Broncos practice field. This is this is the Broncos tent. Wow, Ryan. I don't know. We, we've got some loud music going on. We've got now. How how high are those helicopters off the ground? We just have two military style helicopters feet. that are pretty darn close. What was that? The president oh, coming through? Three. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, I mean, I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a guest of John Ellis. <laughs> um. Anyways, I'll try and gather my composure here this morning as I am. I'll tell you what, there'd be the biggest crowd out here if uh, the biggest crowd in history is out here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Stopping you right there. Uh, anyways, any news? Any news on the docket? Mm, little bit of news, Ryan. Can't imagine there is. But I don't know if I, I need. I just need to get your opinion. The NFL Top 100 came What's out. That? Exactly. I knew I've you were going to say that. Never heard of that. But Philip Lindsay, oh, I know your him. guy, you're pretty much repping him with that CU shirt you're wearing today, came in at number 68. So I got to ask, do you love the NFL Top 100 now? Heck no. <laughs> you kidding me? Why would I care? Uh, first of all, Philip Lindsay should have been like number one. Second of all, that he was slot, he was misslotted by 67 <laughs> slots, which is disrespectful in the first place. Second of all, this isn't news. This is not news. The NFL Top 100 is a joke. I've detailed it very many times on this podcast. I don't care that Philip Lindsay's on there. Real quick, I will say it's cool for him that somewhere in some locker rooms, when they were thinking of who their top 20 players is, because they don't rank all 100, right. people thought of Philip Lindsay. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. Now, I don't know if like every Bronco just put him as number two because he <laughs> was the second best player on the team last right. year, right? and that was enough to get him up to 68. But even then, good for him. By the way, but other than that, the NFL Top 100 is a joke <laughs> and should never be mentioned in any setting. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree with you. That the it is such a joke, but good for the NFL. They can make great content with it. Like you know, you know for you, but especially for me because of my my following, which is speckled with CU fans. There were a lot of retweets sitting out there on the table for me last night <laughs> oh, if I wanted yeah, to tweet about this. There is not. A thing in the world that could make me tweet about the NFL Top 100. Von if Miller. they put me at number one, I wouldn't tweet about it. <laughs> Man, I'll try to get the Broncos locker room to put you in on that and get you on the list next year so that you can just ignore it. You'll that be would, too cool for it. That would actually be pretty funny. Um, <laughs> one time, CU does these like uh, surveys that end up in the media guide, and it's just like, like who's your hero like blah, blah blah and for some reason when i was there one year like multiple players just decided to put ryan Koenigsberg <laughs> as their hero so that I i'm forever in infamy in the cu media guide 2013 or something <laughs> oh okay well now that we got that garbage out of the way that's the second bit of garbage <laughs> i've had to deal with today oh are we about to bring in a third piece of garbage to this conversation uh-oh are you i don't know are we no i don't if think we're so. talking about yesterday's practice oh yeah i guess we do have to talk about more garbage <laughs> zach the offense is bad <laughs> i don't know I can, how many ways can i say it i'm just i'm just like honestly at this point uh, i'm i'm holding out hope for like a tim tebow effect <laughs> terrible in practice good on game day that's a, that's like 
<laughs> that's the last bit of hope you got here. Yep. It, that's I'm honestly like that far down the road. You know what? Here's here's really the only hope you can you can take from the offense, and it's a little bit of the Tim Tebow effect. When the Broncos have done kind of a move the ball drill at the end of practice, typically, uh, I should say at least half the time, the offense has succeeded. And actually, it's been more than half the time the offense has succeeded. Now, they're not going from their own 20 all the way into the end zone. Typically, it's been you need to complete one pass of 10 yards or you need to get 17 yards to move yourself from mid uh, from the middle of the field into field goal range. But they've done that. It hasn't been sexy at all. Um, I believe they did that yesterday. Again, it was just two short passes is all they had to complete. But, hey. I guess that's the Tim Tebow effect. If the defense can keep him in the game, uh, I detailed it in in one of my observations earlier this week. The situation at the end of the game was defense was up 2-0. And I said, boy, that is such a fitting score for how the offense is performing, is zero points going into like 23 seconds left. But you know what? Joe Flacco moved him. I think that, that time it was like 11 yards into field goal range where Brandon McManus hit the game winner. That's really the only positive. And yesterday, I think they did that. But even if they did, it was just heavily outweighed by what else happened. I just I don't I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, like I've been so um, adverse to overreactions that I waited seven whole practices before I'm like, all right, I got nothing. I got nothing else. I will say this. I will say this. I wrote in my story yesterday about Cortland Sutton a a little thread. There's a little thread in there that you can hold on to mm. and just try and, and hang on because it's the last bit of excuses, I guess, I can make for this offense, and it has to do with the structure of practice. It's, uh, it's not enough, though. It's not enough to defend what happened when the second-team defense trotted out there. Ugh. <sighs> The second team defense. So it's one thing to get beat by Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris, Vic Fangio's led unit, right? But when Ryan, I didn't know if it was the second team, the third string defense, the fourth string defense. Or the 1985 Bears. <laughs> by the way they looked, it was no different. You could have told me number 58 was out there. You, you could have said that Chris Harris was out there. Remember the when offense. we didn't know who Aaron Wallace was? <laughs> yeah. He was out there. He was out there, number 50 yeah. on the left side, going up against the left tackle, and you know what he was doing? He was getting pressure. Everyone that wanted to get pressure was getting pressure. Demarcus Walker in there, and Joe Flacco looked like the same Joe Flacco that we've seen against the first-team defense. He just had no time to do anything, throwing uncomfortably, incomplete passes. But, Ryan, the very first play, he had time. He had time in the pocket. The offensive line said, oh, we're going against some chumps. We'll give you some time. Cortland Sutton, what, 50 yards downfield, wide open. Could have walked in. And he just overthrew him. I will uh, – one thing on that. It wasn't a perfect pocket. Now he had time, but by the time Cortland came out of his break because it was a deep, deep post, um, there was a hand kind of coming up. So he threw it just slightly, off, like leaned back. Just lean back a little bit to make sure he got it over that hand, and, and that caused the ball to sail a little bit, and, and they missed that one. It, and it's funny because when that ball left his hand, I'm like, ah, yes, something I'm something positive. You know, I'm about to, I'm about to be able to yep. tweet, oh, 70-yard touchdown, Flacco to Sutton. Yep, with a little asterisk against the backups. But, no, 
You couldn't even do that. So I guess it, the backup defense didn't create that issue there, really. But after, then it really did look like the first team team defense was going against first-string offense. It was, I, I don't even know what to say other than just bad. The, the offense cannot get in sync. And I wonder if Vic Fangio had the first-string offense go up against the backup defense in back-to-back -back series to try to jumpstart the offense, to try to say, okay, let's give you a little rest, because I haven't seen that before, where, where they've done that in two series in one practice. Uh, and so I was – it didn't help. The jumpstart didn't help. Maybe they just need to go against air all of today. Drew Locke, first player on the field. I think that's the first time he has the true crown. First player after the two punters. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Don't. And speaking of Tebow, when both punters got here on the field, they both uh, did the Tebow pose. They both Tebowed? Yep, they both Tebowed at the same time, too. Wow. Double Tebow. <laughs> Can't believe they it. Double Tebowed. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, here we go. Practice eight. Is today the day it changes? I've, I've honestly, in the back of my mind, I've thought that since day four. That okay. This is the, this is the day where the offense picks up, or you know, this is the day where the offense wins forty-five percent, and the defense gets fifty-five. That would be a win for the offense. Now, heck, winning thirty percent of the time would be a win for the for the offense. I'm not gonna be uh, fool me once, fool me seven times. I'm not getting fooled again. No, this is gonna be a defensive day. He won't be fooled again. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But I did say they just got to win one out of these next four. <laughs> just like you said, all Connor McGovern has to do is limit the snaps at the end of training. Camp. That is not what I said. And, in fact, I wanted to bring that up because I was in the office yesterday uh, talking to one of our BSN in Denver interns, Luke, who's doing a great job, by the way. And uh, I, he's like, man, I just caught up on all the uh, Broncos podcasts. You guys are doing a great job, but uh, it's a bummer to hear about the offense. And I was like, yeah, yeah, and we're talking, and I'm like, ah. Oh. And then Connor McGovern, he goes, oh no, did he have two? Because he knew, <laughs> he knew that I said he's allowed one per day, one per day. He had one per day for the first nine days, which meant he was allowed one today and one tomorrow. <laughs> the problem was, he broke the rule. Yeah, he broke the rule. Not only did he have two yesterday, but he had two in, I would call it a matter of five snaps. Yep. Uh, uh, the first one, off, I mean, off center, too low, rolled right by Joe Flacco's feet. Bradley Chubb scooped it up, touchdown. That's one where you get benched. You get yanked out of a game because the other team just put six on the board. I mean, that is literally the most unacceptable thing that can happen. <laughs> yep. Throw a pick, whatever. You you get strip sacked. Okay. You you uh, fumble a handoff. It happens. the The first thing you have to do on every play is snap the ball. Yep. And if you snap the ball so poorly that the other team scores a touchdown, that's the worst thing you can do. Would you rather have the ball be snapped poorly, like really bad, or would you rather have Connor McGovern? get blown up after snapping the ball correctly that every single time exactly so so if if connor's so worried about that and that's why the ball is coming out bad well <laughs> unfortunately that's better than a bad snap because a bad snap there, there's no hope no hope there's nothing you can do to save the play and i'm not talking about like reaching down that's a problem in itself 
Right. Joe Flacco has to take his eyes off the field to catch the ball. That's a problem in himself. I'm talking about the ball not leaving the ground. Yep. It never left contact with grass. <laughs> it cannot happen. Cannot happen. Two in a row. That's done. Wasn't it? Uh, the benefit of the doubt is gone. Wasn't it just the day before too that he had the worst snap? You could, I mean that that's ninety nine percent bad. He had a one hundred percent bad snap. Maybe I should say zero. Actually, and 1%. no. The other one was better. You want to know why? Why? Because it ended in a safety. That's only two points. That's true. This that's one was true. six. That's true. <laughs> but in the past two days, Connor McGovern has cost the Broncos offense eight points. Yeah. Which is eight more points than they've even scored. <laughs> it's it's a problem. Like Vic Fangio said. Has to be perfect soon. So we're going from. Hey, he said soon though. He's <laughs> he's talking about that old nine practice threshold. So we're talking. He needs to go zero to one hundred soon. Quick. And it's not like it's been two bad snaps in, in the first week. No, we saw the bad snaps out here all Eight off season. Eight bad snaps in seven days. Eight bad snaps in seven days all off season. We saw it, and of course everyone saw it with their eyes last year when he took over his center. I can't. I, I, like I said, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. I gave him nine days, one a day for nine days. He broke my rule. <laughs> he, he betrayed my my uh, un, uh, unnecessary. But like I gave him way too much benefit of the doubt. Ryan, I'm dying to know the optimism about the Broncos' offense. You're you're only you wrote about it yesterday. Your only glimmer of hope. How can I or someone else find out about that? Go to bsndenver.com. Go to the subscribe page, or you can just go to bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. Use the promo code BroncosCamp, which, by the way, Zach, a lot of people have done. Yes. A lot yes. of people have done. Because it's too good of a deal not to. Uh, exactly. So use the promo code BroncosCamp. Uh, what you're going to get is $10 off our yearly price, which is a full year. You'll get a full year for $34.99. And you know what? That would have been enough. That would have been a good deal. Ten dollars off. Absolutely. But you know what? When you join the family, we want you to be able to literally wear your pride in this family. And so we're giving you a free t shirt. The free t shirt is gonna be worth twenty seven dollars. So now you're only paying seven dollars for your subscription and you're getting a, a t shirt for twenty seven dollars. Um, a really, really cool deal because again, like I said, we're willing to kinda take a little bit of an L. Because we like you to be able to say, like, oh, yeah, I'm a BS center. I'm part of the squad. I'm part of the family. When we go and meet up in Canton, I want everyone in BSN shirts. Mm. You know, like, that's going to be so cool. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Broncos Camp is the code. Subscribe. Get it for a year. Get your free T-shirt. Get all the audio stories. Get the exclusive right to con comment on this podcast and hear your comments read, which you guys are definitely taking advantage of. <laughs> uh, but anyways... That's the deal, and, and, and you don't want to miss out on it before it goes away. Really, I want to say help us out or help yourself out but it, it, by helping us out. But really, this is just a win-win-win for you. So make sure you hit that code BRONCOSCAMP. All right, speaking of meeting up, Breckenridge Brewery X, mm. BSN Denver, <laughs> Bar Crawl, tonight. So hopefully you heard it the last couple days I've been pumping it, but if you're just hearing this right now, it's 5 o'clock, you're just about to get out of work, and you need a cold pop, a little cold snack, you want to talk Broncos with the boys, come on down to Blake Street Tavern. We're starting at 7.30. We're going to do some Denver sports trivia. Mm. We're going to do some uh, some flip cup, some stack cup. If you haven't played stack cup, get with it. Um, 
You'll learn how to play tonight. It's a great <laughs> game, fantastic game. And then we're going to play beer pong. We're going to three different bars, not a too crazy of a bar crawl. I hate when a bar crawl has like 20 bars. I'm yeah. like, I don't I don't even have a time to get one drink at this bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're only hitting three bars. We're going to spend some good time there, have some, have some fun. Uh, we're going to, uh, you know, partake in the uh, consumption of adult beverages and then start telling wild Bronco stories from inside the locker room. <laughs> it's just what we do in these type of things. Yep. Uh, so anyways, make sure you check that out. And check out Breckenridge Brewery because they're the best brewery ever. Oh, you, ca you can't go wrong. Any of the beers. Just close your eyes, point, and you'll enjoy it. And right when you take a sip, you're going to go, hmm. Damn good beer. <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery, damn good beers. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to your questions. The Greg Mastriona Golf Courses at Highland Hills offer something for everyone. With a championship 18-hole golf course, the regulation 9-hole blue course, and two par threes, golfers of all skill levels will find exactly what they're looking for. There's a lot of opportunities for families to enjoy the game of golf together here. as We do have multiple courses, all different skill levels. So, it's a great place to teach and develop. Really a good way for families to, you know, grow their skills and enjoy the game together. That was Alan Brown. He's the director of golf over at Highland Hills. If you're busy at work all day, don't worry. At Highland Hills, it's never too late to start a round of golf. Well, Highland Hills has a fantastic pay-for-what-you-play program. It is designed for the player to play after 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the evening. And you check in. You play as many holes as you can until dark, and then you come into the pro shop, and we give you a rain check for any holes you don't finish. We also do a really fun event, Glow Golf, on our Par 3 golf course, one time a month, $25, no cart, but we give you glow balls. It's a fantastic way to have some fun with friends and get out and enjoy the nighttime and the summertime here in Colorado. To learn more and book a tea time, head over to GolfHighlandHills.com today or call them at 303-428-6526. Carried away talking about snaps. Goodness gracious. Uh, that we forgot to just kind of to wrap up the observations there. Just anything quick you got here, Zach, before we jump into the questions. You can blame Connor McGovern for that, first off. Uh, I'm Josh, about to snap. <laughs> Josh Watson uh, didn't just get his fair share of snaps with the first team at inside linebacker yesterday. He was the first team linebacker next to Josie Jewell. Good for him. Um, is this – I didn't even realize – we, we didn't really hit We Get Mad Wednesday. This is ticked off Thursday. <laughs> but this is Friday, so it's fired up Friday? Oh, my God. I don't know what day it is. You know what? We started the podcast late today because my alarm didn't go off again. <laughs> um, it's just one of the – that's, that's the way life's going right now, all right? I, I tried to wake up with some coffee. I should have gotten a second cup when I got here, honestly. Anyways, then you had to clean up this tent. So this is a feeling pissed Friday. <laughs> I won't remember that, but it sounds good. A few other things, Ryan. Tight end Bug Howard was carted off the field. Looked really bad, but it seems like it's just a sprain. Um, Deshaun Hamilton, some concerning news there. He missed practice yesterday. Uh, Vic Fangio said he woke up feeling better in the morning and that Deshaun's hamstring isn't as bad as it could have been, so he's optimistic there. But then he added... You know how hamstrings go. So the Broncos today, this morning, signed wide receiver Nick Williams, which makes me even a little more concerned about Deshaun's injury just because they, they're probably going to play it safe. He got here just in the nick of time, though. They really did need a wide receiver. <laughs> um, 
I'm excited to see what Nick Williams looks like. I don't have a real good frame of reference of what he's going to look okay, like. Okay, imagine me with pads wearing number 86. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Are you still excited? No. <laughs> Not at all, actually. <laughs> Why isn't he out here? He really should be the first one out here, shouldn't he? Yep. yep. Justin Vogel, the first one out here today. New guy. McLovin, baby. <laughs> all right. Uh, the other thing, Justin Hollins, you mentioned him in your observations. He had a sack. Nice to see him just flash a little bit. Um, Trinity, no, not Trinity Benson. Kelvin McKnight, Mr. Samford, which maybe the Broncos picked him up because John Elway got confused and thought that was Stanford. <laughs> um, Kelvin McKnight, number 16, little guy. He got some times with the one in, ones in uh, Deshaun Hamilton's place yesterday. Yeah, and, and he did very well. So you got the, the young receivers are certainly, certainly stepping up. Final thing, Juwan Winfrey was back at practice. Hell yeah. Juwan Winfrey. We'll look for him to be on the NFL Top 100 next year. <laughs> no, no, maybe not quite. All right, from Jared Peitzmeyer. Peitzmeyer, Pitzmeyer, Peitzmeyer. There you go. I mean, hey, y you'll know better than I will. He said, what up, fellas? Great stuff as always. Came up with a little game while sipping another Avalanche Amber. Oh, hey. Damn good beer there. Uh, he says, it's called Florida Ceiling. It's all about rating rookies and younger guys with hypothetical stats. For, for instance... Yadam, floor, only one situational interception. Ceiling, third corner, three picks, one pick six. I'd love to hear your floor-to-ceiling right. thoughts on the following guys. All right, what is Isaac Yadam's floor-to-ceiling window, would you say? See what I did there? It's a little I design, did, a little home design. There. I watched a little HGTV last night. At the bottom of the screen, you have uh, fourth corner. At the Kay. top. What is he, a, a stud third? Yeah, uh, he at, at his ceiling, he is to Chris Harris and Bryce Callahan what Bradley Roby was to Chris Harris and Aqib Tlaib. Exactly, exactly. Uh, a guy that you really trust in that position. You, you probably don't want to be forced to put him on a, guy's, on a team's number one or number two, but he's a guy who you really trust in that third position. Dalton Reisner. Um, his ceiling is Pro Bowl guard. Yep. Um, and his floor is just average guard. Exactly. And I think that the ceiling is this year. He can hit that this year. Royce Freeman. Hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like an instant comp for the ceiling for him. I guess his ceiling would be a thousand yard rusher, but that's. He's just. He has such competition in that backfield for carries that I don't know if he'll ever get there. But I think that's fair. Floor. I think you saw his floor last year. You know, a little banged up, 700 yards or whatever it was, six-something. Um, that's where he's – that's his floor. Yeah, I think it's probably even a little lower than that, um, especially on this team. Noah Fant. Uh, Is his ceiling 1,000 yards? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think so. Now, we haven't seen that – I guess we've seen the ceiling in flashes. Um, I think this year is probably when you're going to see what his floor is just because – Tight ends usually take longer. His floor is red zone specialist. Yep, exactly. Juwan Winfrey. <laughs> oh, here uh, we go. I'm going to say his ceiling is DeAndre Hopkins or something <laughs> in that area. <laughs> no, his ceiling is number one wide receiver, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number one wide receiver in the NFL. His floor is guy who just couldn't get past injuries. Don't forget, Philip Lindsay said this guy, when he got to see you, was uh, everyone thought he was going to be a first-round pick. Why do you care that Philip Lindsay said that? I've been saying that for <laughs> months. Months. I'll ride with Phil. No, I ride with you every day. Uh, his, yeah, his floor is just injury guy. Um, 
Justin Hollins. I don't know. What position? Yeah. I don't know. They Yesterday, Justin Hollins had a great play coming off the edge. <sighs> I know they need inside linebacker help, but don't Demarcus Walker him. As expected from the signing of Nick Williams, Deshaun Hamilton's out here with uh, no pads on. Yep. Um, Josie Jewell, ceiling floor. Well, I guess with Justin Hollins, I think his ceiling is like this hybrid inside-outside linebacker that revolutionizes the position. <laughs> um, his floor is guy that got caught up trying to learn two positions and never really fit in. His floor is special teamer. Yeah. Uh, and Josie Jewell. Uh, how close are we right now to his floor and ceiling? I think he's got a pretty high floor and a pretty limited ceiling. Yeah, his ceiling is tackle monster. <laughs> yeah, 100 tackles. Yeah, just soaking up tackles in the middle of the field. Yep. His floor is just solid guy that has limitations yeah his foot yeah exactly all right next one here is from nathan warley he says hey guys curious if Locke or any other backup quarterbacks have received any first team reps if not is that usual doesn't the backup normally get a couple series with the first just to develop some timing would love to see what happens if Locke got a shot to run a series or two in practice with the ones zero 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 no one has got any first team reps other than joe flacco and actually no that's not weird at all uh the only time you ever really see that is if there's a competition right or you're, you're not sure you may see the whoever the backup is at the very end of preseason take literally just a few snaps to practice really just the snap which i guess is important when uh when the snaps are an issue right now but they don't they won't do that now uh okay next one comes in from rob just all just plain old rob <laughs> says guys i fell behind on podcasts and i'm just getting picked up or caught up a few thoughts on recent podcasts one, I went home to Denver last weekend and my family picked up a sampler from Breckenridge Brewery. There was no Strawberry Sky. Yeah, that's because Strawberry Sky is that premium stuff. <laughs> he says, I picked up a six-pack of Strawberry Sky, though, and you guys are right. It is great. Hey. Strawberry is subtle, not like what you would expect from a fruit beer. That's exactly. my favorite part. Yep. Because, look, I'm a fan of, you know, the peach beers and, and all that stuff. It's, it's good, but you can't just pound them. No, you get one. Strawberry Sky, you could drink a whole six-pack of those to yourself. Yeah, you're comfortable just getting a six-pack. Yeah, exactly. Two, Zach, how was the food in Greece? When I went there, everything was served with French fries. Literally everything. We went to a fancy local restaurant in our last night in Athens. The special that night, Colorado lamb. Wow, that is awesome. The food was absolutely amazing. So freaking fresh. The, the tomatoes were like... What red aspires to be. The color red, <laughs> what, what it aspires to be. You see this little trash can right here? Is that it? it uh, even more red. Like the, the box we have. Just juicy. That, but juicy, <laughs> you know? And uh, so just fantastic food. Uh, and French fries, yeah, they like their French fries. In fact, their French fries are in every single euro is our, our French fries. I have no idea how that doesn't translate to America. How did Americans not carry that part of a Euro over? It looks like uh, River Craycraft changed numbers. Oh, no, that's just Nick Wilson. <laughs> Nick Williams. He looks even small. Did he, I think I gave you an accurate representation. He looks like me out there. He doesn't. Uh, River, he's, he's, River looks bigger. He's pretty piped up, bro. <laughs> he's got some arms. That's true. He does. Uh, anyways... You, you were telling me about the Greek salad, right? Yep. And how out there there's no romaine lettuce. It's just cucumbers, tomatoes, onions. Olives and onions, yep. Okay, so there's this place by my house that I've been going to that makes Greek salads and lots of other salads, but Greek salad it has lettuce. 
the Mediterranean oh. salad does not have lettuce. So I first time I went there, I got the Greek salad. Yep. Second time I got the Mediterranean salad. Ooh, what'd you think? All that's on there's no dressing either. It's just like lemon juice and a little bit of oil, yep, maybe some exactly. vinegar. Yep. Great stuff. So yep. now I'm all about the hybrid. <laughs> I go, I ask Ooh. for the Mediterranean salad with a slight bed of romaine underneath mm. it. And then um, I get the, they have their dressing on it. I get a little side of the Greek dressing as well, mix it in there. And then speaking of lamb, they've got <laughs> lamb on the old, you know, rotisserie thing. Yep. Slice the lamb on there. Man, it is. That sounds, that sounds legit. And just if anyone's going out there, quick little tip. The uh, euro, it, that, that's, when I say euro, you imagine the... Uh, Pita wrapped yep. in the sliced beef exactly. or lamb or chicken or whatever. Out there, because that's what I thought too. Out there, euro refers to that meat that you're talking about that, that's on the... Yeah, like a rotisserie that's, stick. That's what a euro Isn't is. Isn't called shawarma? I don't, I don't know, but that, that's what they call euro. So they say that's euro meat, and the thing we think, think of a euro is actually just called wrapped in pita. So euro wrapped in pita. Okay. Right. Exactly. Could you get like euro wrapped in white bread? <laughs> in America, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He goes on. Uh, threes for Mr. B. Four. One of the reoccurring themes about Flacco is that his strong arms will spread out the defense and open up running lanes for Philip Lindsay because the defense can't sack the box. If Flacco is injured, touch wood, got you. Would Locke's strong arm create the same opportunities, or would his inexperience as a rookie allow the defense to modify its game plan and stack the box again? Yeah, whenever there's going to – they would they would start by stacking the box yep. and forcing Drew Locke to beat them with his arm. And he can. Yeah, he does have the, the arm strength. Yesterday, they were throwing Hail Marys from 60-plus yards. I'm telling you, Drew Locke could have thrown it left-handed. Yeah. It was insane. He literally just – bloop. Just flick of the wrist. Easy. And right into the back of the end zone, caught by Aaron Burbridge. Touchdown. Now the defense didn't really defend it, but it was still a perfect Hail Mary throw. What's that uh, What's that funny Twitter account that it's slipping my head right now that that we uh, – oh, my gosh. You're talking about Barry? Yeah, Barry. I'm not going to say his last name. <laughs> I wasn't trying to trick you. Yesterday he tweeted out a video of the some ridiculous throws John Elway's made in his career, and it was insane. Just how flick of the wrist, 60 yards downfield. It's kind of what yesterday, the, the Hail Mary draw reminded me of. Yes. Drew Locke's arm is better than Joe Flacco's, actually. Yeah. Um, okay. He says, five, RK, I can beat your Vegas story. Wow. Wow. My first trip, my friends and I showed up to our hotel, and the hotel was overbooked. They upgraded us to a penthouse suite for no extra charge. I also won a jackpot on a slot <laughs> machine that weekend. But the big win... I was playing wingman for my buddy, and I met a girl playing wingman for her friend. That girl is now my wife. <laughs> Best weekend ever. Holy cow. I mean, I can't disagree. <laughs> you you must have uh, rubbed a rabbit's foot or something before you went there. <laughs> you had a very good stroke of luck that, that weekend. That's awesome. He said six. Electrolytes. It's what plants crave. I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, yeah, that's from Idiocracy. <laughs> A movie that you're probably never going to watch. After your great review of it, I don't think so. I think it's one of those things. Did you ever see the YouTube video Old Greg? No. God, you've never seen anything. <laughs> when you watch Old Greg, the YouTube video for the first time, you're like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but then you catch yourself quoting it later <laughs> in life. This is kind of like what idiocracy is. Are you going to quote it? Yeah. I'm gonna. Next time I drink a... Uh, 
Powerade. Powerade zero. Mm. No, uh, no carbs in there. I'm going to say electrolytes. That's what plants crave. <laughs> All right, from Swansea Bronco. That's a, do you know that's a soccer reference? No. Thanks no. for keeping me hit. Well, it could just be a place, but there is a team <laughs> called Swansea. All right, he says, hey, guys, new subscriber here. Followed the Broncos since I spent the summer of 2011 playing for Vail Rugby Club Ooh. and have continued to seek as much Broncos content as possible since. I hate to admit I've followed the podcast for a long time but have avoided subscribing for way too long. Shame on you, but we're glad to have you. <laughs> says, love the podcast and the app is brilliant, although I'm struggling to find any strawberry sky in the UK. Yeah, I can imagine that's a little tough. you got to come back to Vail. Uh, you can have some Bogners instead. Anyways, he says... My question is, who's looking the hungriest at training camp? <laughs> Usually me, right around halfway through practice. <laughs> he says, uh, who's doing the most extra stuff? Always the last man on the field at the end of practice. Are there any stories emerging of guys coming back from the offseason with crazy new gym stats? Keep up the good work. Probably Connor McGovern is the guy that could get the crazy gym stats, but he needs to be focused more on the field. Uh, after, after practice and before practice, it's really the wide receivers. That are the ones here. Now you see the the quarterback or the punter competition really heat up with both of those guys on the field. Yeah, um, no one's re really jumped out to me for work after practice, and we've mentioned every day who are the first people at practice. And here's maybe why nobody stays after practice that long is because practices are nearly three hours. That is like almost double what they've been the past few years. Yeah, I would assume they come. A lot of players come back out later in the day, get some throws in. When we are locked out. All right, from not Philip Lindsay. Hey guys, couple things. One, which team in the league do you guys hate the most? For me, it's the Raiders, just because I know like ten Raiders fans who think that they are hot, you know what, and think that Derek Carr can win MVP. Well, that's where they're definitely wrong. I usually just laugh and remind them of the Tuck rule and walk away. Who's your least favorite team in the league? Really? I mean, outside of the AFC West, of course, because that that's just easy right there. You can go Raiders, Chiefs. It's this sounds bad, but it's anyone that my friends like, you know. Cause, yep. Because they just they just turn into the most annoying fan. Yeah, that's how I approach college football. It's like, I hope the team wins the championship that I know the least amount of people that went there. Um, just if I can't be happy, neither can they. Uh, I don't ha I don't like hate any teams in the. I mean, the, honestly, right now the Chiefs like the Chiefs just right. They're never it's, like. They're and speaking in, of fans, they they just think that they've done it all, yet they've done nothing. They're incapable of winning a Super Bowl if you don't count that one that wasn't even really a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> it's just an NFL championship or whatever. Anyways, he says two. I asked Ryan this a couple months ago, but who do you think will step up and challenge for a starting spot, Demonte Thomas or Sua Cravens? Obviously, Demonte. Yeah, and neither of them are, are challenging right no, now. No, because Justin Simmons, Will Parks, and Kareem Jackson look awesome back They've there. They've got it locked down. A quick note from yesterday. Ryan, there's no question what position Kareem Jackson is. I mean, I totally forgot that he could play corner or something else because he's such a safety. Yesterday, Vic Fangio said that Kareem Jackson can play corner in an emergency. So that just shows you where they what they think of him. He's a safety. Why did they play that whole game with us i have no idea like so now everything that was said about him being the highest paid 30 year old corner yeah. ever uh, yeah. is void yeah doesn't count and chris harris signed his contract when he was still 29 so that's not it either <laughs> yeah all right he says thanks for the content so i can listen to something while doing my summer school homework oh, get that good. stuff done don't don't be back there next year good luck with that next one coming in from rd halliwall did i get it 
You missed the D. RDD Halliwell. Oh, RDD Halliwell. He says, hi, guys. This is RD, my initials. Love the podcast. Broncos fan from Cali. Been a Broncos fan since 1984. My buddy at the time said the Stanford quarterback wouldn't play for the team that drafted him and demands a trade. This quarterback was none other than number seven John Elway. Been a fan since that day. Being a Broncos fan in California in those days for me wasn't easy. I had Raiders and Niners fans in my family, and Niners had a dynasty going. It didn't help that we lost three Super Bowls and one of them to the Niners in a blowout. Those early losses, including the Super Bowls, is what made the winning so good later on for me. I feel like the Broncos are in a similar situation for the last couple of years. We may have found a good future quarterback in Drew Locke and a good coach to go along with him. Here's hoping these losing seasons will make winning that much better in the future. Where do I find this beer you guys have been talking about? Also, on your next trip west, try some 805. Keep up the great work. I will not do that. I strictly drink Breckenridge Brewery. (laughs) It runs through my veins. Um, Never even heard of any other beer. (laughs) And where can you find it? Liquor store. Yeah, anywhere you go. Uh, You might have a little bit of a harder time finding Strawberry Sky because, like most things, Colorado gets first dibs. But I'm sure you can find it somewhere, uh, and it might just take a little bit before you get your chance. Speaking of bumpy and up and down, next one coming in from Bumpy Buffalo. He says, hey, guys, I read the article Ryan put out about the fight with Wolf McGovern, and I have to say I'm so glad you made these into audio stories so I could have Ryan say kerfuffle (laughs) in a legitimate news story. Priceless. Do you guys think the competition for the kicker punter holder, kicker slash punter, hold any merit or is it just for show? Thanks. McLovin's going to have to step up. By the way, I used as many words for a fight that wasn't a fight as I could. I used skirmish, dust up, physical disagreement, um, <laughs> as many as I possibly could. Kerfuffle. Mix up, kerfuffle. <laughs> That's impressive. I couldn't go fisticuffs though because fists, fists weren't involved. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I think Colby Waterman's still going to be your punter. I know Zach is a diehard Justin Vogel yep. fan, but I think I don't think it's going to happen. I just think John Elway wouldn't waste a roster spot if it wasn't serious business. I think maybe he just wanted a few more good punts from Colby. <laughs> All right, next one. Oh my God! Who? Yep. Just keep scrolling, buddy. Come on, champ, champ fan, <laughs> true champ fan, twenty-four. You can't be doing this to us. We. We got stuff to do here. <laughs> he All prefaces right. it. He lets us know it's a long one. All right, we're we're gonna we're gonna go uh, rapid fire here, my dudes. Couple things. I'm so freaking excited for football to be back. I can't get enough coverage ever. Give it all to me. Three hour practice. I hope we don't have to deal with <laughs> anyone that Trey Lyle, anyone with that Trey Lyles personality out there. Do you know what that means? No, I don't either. He says, "I've said it once. I've said it again because it was asked again. Only a former non." Of any former non-quarterback to bring back, it would have to be Ryan Clady. Y'all talk about the line like might as well just cash it in this year. Bringing back a former All-Pro to replace Gumballs would instantly help. Yeah. I thought about him. I thought about him. He says, also, I think Ryan dislikes Gumball as much as I disliked Orlando Franklin. I swear that guy was always holding on the right side. Can't I'll, say that too loud around here, Ryan. <laughs> I'll take Orlando Franklin <laughs> over Garrett oh, Bowles any day in of the a week. Heartbeat. Obviously, two, two different positions, but... I take Orlando Franklin now. Uh, big, yeah, Big O can play. Also, <laughs> I don't have any like disdain towards Garrett Bowles. I actually like Garrett Bowles, the guy. Um, I just call it like I see it, right? Yep. You have to. And I, I asked you the other day. I don't think I'm any harder on him than no, anyone else. No. Anyways, he says. Also, I really want Chenault on this team, and I'm sorry. I really like Manny. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders. Ramirez. But if he demands a big contract next season, I'd rather not have him in Denver anymore. Well, if you have LaVisca, I mean, 
You don't, need, him. you don't need any wide receivers or running backs. You don't backs. need any other players. <laughs> just He just stands up there, snaps the ball to himself, and starts <laughs> running around. He says, also, what happened to Colin Fermolins? Did I miss something? Did he change his name? All these new subs and some of the older guys haven't been heard from in a minute or two. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like um, the old guys are like letting the young guys get reps. Right. I think Colin Fermolins is... Uh, is pulling a Brett Favre, you know, just sitting out the preseason, the offseason. He doesn't want to mess with that. He'll come back with his great poetry right right when the season starts. Yeah, we're in a contract dispute with Gunner <laughs> and Ryan Clayman, and so they're holding out for training camp. Uh, he says, much love and keep up the good work. I think I'm going to jump on the CU train this year as I always just watch a couple teams and never really pick a single team to root for. Well, let me tell you, my guy. You're not going to like it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, most of those CU guys, are, mo- pretty much all every CU fan is just a bandwagon. Wow, that's about the opposite of what is true. That's actually one of my favorite things about being a CU fan over the last decade is there's no uh, no question what anyone's motivations are. Right. Like, if you meet a CU fan, a, a true CU fan at, like, an away game or something, you're like, all right, you're just like me. Especially in an away game. Yeah, I mean, I'll, the Nebraska game last year, I'll never forget. It was the coolest thing ever. It was like if you just took a fan base and just concentrated it down to the highest concentration of how much people care, all of us were there, and then they won, and we all celebrated together. I, you can tell I hit Ryan's soft spot. He had to defend. It's just we're the truest, the truest of the true. Anyways, he says, I'm really curious how Simmons is doing. I'm going to cut you off there. He's doing really well. Yep. Um, really, uh, really the, well. Uh, the only thing he's done poorly is he dropped a pick yesterday. But he was in the right place. Yep. Said, I've spaded multiple times that I think he'll be a pro bowler this year. He has a chance. Yep, and then he'll get paid. He says, I feel bad for Jake Butt, but I would bet he never catches a pass in a Broncos uni again. I don't think it's that dire, but I don't know if he makes it to you. And then, yep, exactly. All right, he says, keep up the good work. As fans, we can tell how hard you guys have busted your tails to make this podcast go and grow. I think the majority of us enjoy it not just because we're Broncos fans, but because unlike some of the national media members who just kind of phone it in on their stories or articles, you guys make sure to take pride in this. Please don't ever change. My dream in life is to start a podcast with my best friend and start talk about sports. Y'all have given me so much to go off and emulate. All love from beautiful North Idaho. Maybe one day I'll actually get to tell you why I don't like John Elway. Man, well, thanks for chiming in, True Champ Fan 24. And, hey, you got the content to start your own podcast. There's no question about <laughs> You're that. you articles already. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it really is a dream. All right. I think I need a break just to catch my breath. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, we we'll get to the rest of your questions. What's up, guys? Ryan Konigsberg here, and I gotta tell you about the Blake Street Tavern. It's my favorite sports bar in town, as evidenced by the fact that we had our fantasy draft there. It's where I watched Super Bowl 48. It's where I watched CU win a Pac-12 basketball championship back in the day. Uh, it's the place to be for any sporting event. It's the biggest bar in town. I always joke you could land a 747 in there. It was named the National Sports Bar of the Year in 2017 by Nightclub and Bar Magazine. It wins Best Sports Bar in Denver seemingly every year from Westward and anyone else that's voting. It's the place to be. Uh, they've got great specials, and the food is out of this world. I recommend the nachos, the green chili fries, uh, the buffalo chicken wrap, you name it, they've got it. And the location is perfect, just two blocks north of Coors Field, and they have parking. So go check out the Blake Street Tavern. Rolling along here on the BSN Broncos podcast, and my God, there are so many questions. <laughs> you get, uh, All right, I think it's time. <laughs> I think it's time that I uh, have to drop a little bit of a hammer here. 
especially during the rest of training camp yep. when we're up against time yep. to get the podcast done, I'm going to make a request of you guys. And I hope that you will understand why I have to do this because practice is about to start and we are not even close to being finished <laughs> with these questions. If you want to ask a question, can we just try to keep it to the question? If you have a nice a little anecdote you want to add on there too. But let's go one question at a time. One question a day. I feel like that's fair. If you guys don't think it's fair, you can tell me. Um, but let's try to keep it to one question per person per comment. And we'll still you can still get five to seven questions in a week, and that's just for the next couple weeks. Yes. All right. I hope you guys don't mind that. It's just, we're just we're we're up against time, and the podcasts keep getting longer because more and more subscribers come in, which is amazing. We 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 really just want to make sure that we can get to everyone. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, from Logan. says, hey, guys, I'm a new subscriber. Hey. You can thank my crappy friends for me finally deciding to sub after a year of listening. They like football but aren't Broncos fans, so they just refuse to talk Broncos with me anymore since I always want to talk about them. (laughs) They make outlandish claims like Von Miller's overrated or that the Broncos suck just to grind my gears. I have a few things I wanted to comment, so sorry in advance for how long it is. First, I have some bad news about Austin Fort and why he won't make the roster, and I'm surprised no one has talked about this. The reason he won't make the roster is that he's not from the Big Ten. <laughs> Troy Fumagalli, Austin Trailer, Owen Daniels are from Wisconsin. Noah Fant and A.J. Derby were from Iowa. Jake Budd is from Michigan. Jeff Hyman's from State. And Matt Lacoste is from Illinois. Fair point. Exactly. Second, I live in Michigan, and I'm a Michigan State fan, so I was sad to see Domita Pecco go and earn Bur- Burbridge. Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I mentioned Aaron Burbridge. I meant Stephen Dunbar. He's the one who caught Drew Locke's uh, Hail Mary toss. Yep. Yep. Same number. <laughs> yep. Anyways, he says, uh, I'm turning 21 on September 9th during the Broncos opening game. I was wondering which beverages you think I should try while watching the Broncos beat the crap out of the Raiders other than the obvious Breckenridge brews. There's this really, guy. really good brewery. <laughs> it's called Breckenridge. It's the only thing you need. Uh, and maybe some Weinster wine. Oh, wow. 21, I probably wasn't uh, drinking, <laughs> drinking Weinster wine, but... You should try and see if you can get your hands on that uh, official Broncos beer. I don't know. That might be kind of hard to find in stores. Why not just go with the United and Orange? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. United and Orange Pale Ale or whatever yeah, it's called. Exactly. Um, if you can find that, go with that. Otherwise, some Strawberry Sky, some Vanilla Porter, Amber Ale, whatever you can get your hands on. Next one from Sunny Rain says, Quick question. Are you still convinced that McGovern will be the starting center? Clearly, his issues aren't getting fixed anytime soon. He's had a good amount of time since last season to fix this, and it's not coming together. I'm ready to move on from the guy. The offense has enough issue without his minor detail being a major problem. You know what the biggest problem with this comment is? What? He doesn't even know. He didn't even bring up who's going to replace him. Exactly. Who are you going to replace him with? Depth on the offensive line is a massive concern. The, the only good piece of depth, Elijah Wilkinson, doesn't play center. Doesn't play. Maybe I, if, you, if you really wanted to get crazy with it, you could put Dalton at center. You got to do it now, though. Yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not. They're they're stuck. Yep. They're trapped. Yep. And Matt Paradis is just chugging away in Carolina. Yep. You know, he's not on the PUP, which was a big concern. He's healthy. All right. From Black Hills, based only on training camp performances, what is the depth chart for receivers? Um, Emmanuel, when he's healthy. Cortland, Daisha. It really hasn't changed that much. Uh, with the depth, the, the younger guys are coming up. Juwan's making a push. Uh, Kelvin McKnight and Trinity Benson. As you can hear, practice has begun. <laughs> What's your uh, quarterback depth chart? Flacco. Um, are we going what the team is? No, what we see. Flacco, oh. Locke, Flacco, Hogan, Locke. Rippin. Maybe Rippin, Hogan. 
fair enough. Just because Rippin's actually doing well, that's not necessarily a, a detriment to Hogan. Okay, tight ends is going to be <clears throat> Austin Fortner, <laughs> um, Hireman, then Fumagalli, then Fant, then Fort. Yep, exactly. Next one coming in from Boucher All Day says, "Just a quick bio about me. My wife, being from Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, actually went to high actually went to school with Adam Thielen, and the hype is the real deal here. It reminds me so much of Philip Lindsay because both were undrafted and both had something to prove. It's crazy how much more effort each hometown player gives to their team. As for me, I played against Carson Wentz in high school and beat him. Slight flex. In all honesty, neither of us were on the field because we were both freshmen. But I hold my hat that when I." I hold my hat when I can. He is a cool guy, by the way. What other team would you say you find yourself rooting for the most in college football? Can't pick CUCSU or Alabama. Also, which team would you be okay with to win the Super Bowl other than the Broncos? Not our division and no Eagles, Ryan. I don't root for any other team in college football. <laughs> every other team could lose every game for all I care. Uh, actually, randomly, I've mentioned this before. Last year, I just, I just really liked Iowa, which is funny because that's where Noah Fant was coming from, but... I don't know why I just – well, it's because they play at 10 a.m., which is the only time I get to watch college football because I spent all my other – the rest of my day watching the Buffs. Um, and I just kept watching Iowa games. I'm like, I kind of like this team. I, Michigan maybe. I don't know. It, it, they're just a program that you, you want to be good for college football. Okay. Uh, and East Coast teams because none of them are ever good. Um, I'm trying to think of any other team that just piques my interest. And it's really – I only need – I'm a one – I'm a loyal man. Okay, team to win the Super Bowl. All I need is one woman and one football team. <laughs> and, one and one brewery. There you go. There you go. And Simple guy. So you can't be a Kyler Murray fan anymore because even Arizona doesn't support him. Do you see the lack of support at practice they had yesterday? Are you talking about the Arizona Cardinals not yes. getting – Are you t talking about Arizona Cardinals training camp attendance right now? I am. That's what we're talking about deep in the third segment. Do you know that they don't have – fans right <laughs> exactly that's not kyler murray's fault i think it is no, no one likes him the, no one cares about that team <laughs> most people don't even know it exists in arizona yeah they're too busy playing shuffleboard and and golf <laughs> not a bad life and probably drinking breck beers on the golf course mm, damn good beers uh, other team, other team to win the Super Bowl, obviously the arizona cardinals yeah <laughs> too uh too easy i don't i don't even know you got Oh, the other squad, Buffalo Bills, baby. Oh, of course, yeah. I, I got, got two squads. You got zero. I guess I got to roll with my Cleveland Browns. Fair enough. Yeah, that's your that's your squad. That's my squad. Yep, Cleveland. Next one's from Rocky21. He says, hey, guys, as always, I love the podcast. I like to see you with the Broncos and BSN are in full swing. I wanted to ask you guys a bit of an oddball question. Who do you think will have the worst rookie haircut? Oh, speaking of rookie haircuts, Ryan, do you think that happens? <clears throat> yes. It's not death by inches it's not something that it, it, i could see vic fangio coming up here canceling rookie haircuts and then giving an, an explanation that makes you and i say that, that makes, makes sense, sense. <laughs> uh he says he predicts it to be winfrey winfrey they will not touch joan winfrey's perfect locks he'll be without eyebrows I, a source told me that that is going to happen okay okay i hope it doesn't it's dumb uh ryan some news ron leary and Juwan James may not be practicing. <laughs> I'm going to definitely stick with my prediction that this is another defensive day. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe uh, Elijah Wilkinson steps it up for the first teamers. For the right guard and right tackle? Yes, he's playing the whole <laughs> okay, side. Okay, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe they need uh, LaVisca Chenault to come play <laughs> tackle for them. 
Anyways, he says PSN. I would love to uh, PSN. PSN. I like that. I like that. Let's let's make that a thing. P.S. I would love to attend the bar crawl, but I was wondering if anyone in the BSN fam can hook me up with a fake ID. <laughs> Just kidding. In all seriousness, I'm so happy that the BSN audience has grown so much since last training camp when I started listening. I'm looking forward to having a front row seat to the inevitable world domination from BSN. Keep up the great work. Man, that's too cool, Rocky21. We're so happy you're rolling with us. Put, we need to put that on a shirt. Just your face, <laughs> the blurb, too cool. <laughs> Next one from Wavy Dave says, Attended Wednesday's practice and thought the defense looked great. Do you feel we have a top five pot potential? If everyone stays healthy, I think we're in for something special this season. Also, top five pot potential. Is <laughs> yeah. that like a read from one of our, subscri- from one of our advertisers? <laughs> I have no idea. What is that referring to? I, he just... Just the top five potential. Also, looking forward to the BSN party. Much love and keep up the great work. Hey, we'll see you there, Wavy Dave. Um, yeah, Wavy top five Dave. potential for sure. Absolutely. Next one from Aquaman says, I'll be coming in from Vegas for the draft party and would be interested in golf as long as you don't mind playing with someone who will hit 110. Well, Zach's going to hit 120, so you're good. <laughs> My swing has deserted me, and I'm worse than I was seven years ago. Wow, did you see that little uh, Vegas pun he made? Nah, there? Just, yeah, I did. Uh, my wife said I had to go as I will be turning 50 that week. And for my present, I have to go to Bill's Collectibles to pick out a present. Damn, ah, Bill's Collectibles is dope. That's impressive. What hotel should we try? Out of what? What hotel should we stay at? A plus if it's close to where the draft will be. Anyone want to go to Bill's and look at sports memorabilia? I'm sure you, you might find some takers there. Um, I don't know anything about hotels. I only stay in Airbnbs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're downtown, we're downtown for the draft so party. There are, it, it's too difficult to give you recommendations. I mean, if, if you want to spend the money, there's an awesome hotel right above Union Station. Oh, my God. Uh, that, that's going to cost you a pretty penny, though. Otherwise, there's so many options. Yeah, just, I don't know, get an Airbnb in downtown. <laughs> uh, a little bit north of Coors Field. You'll be in, in the money spot. All right. Next one is from Run Phil Run. Hey guys, it's been a long time since I commented. The latter half of the summer has been super busy. I recently got married and went on a honeymoon to Washington, D.C. That's awesome. Congratulations. He says, through all the craziness, I never miss a pod, though. You guys did a great job of calming my nerves and keeping my mind distracted on the days leading up to the wedding. How cool is that? that Too is, cool, you might that say. That is awesome. <laughs> no question today, but I wanted to chime in and let you know how amazing the audio stories are. This was an incredible idea and really enhanced my ability to read every single one of your guys' articles. Ryan, you're so right. Every newspaper should really add this feature. I never said that. They should definitely <laughs> not add this to their content uh, because it's it's our thing. Anyway, keep up the great work, he says. Don't melt out at training camp. Run, Phil, run. Congratulations. That's so cool you took your honeymoon to D.C. That is my favorite place in the world. Not even Greece can top that. Huh? <laughs> There's something about DC. All right. I feel like that could be the name of your bio, or your, your uh, biography. Lone Star Bronco says, oh, he says, breaks my heart that I won't make the bar crawl. It sounds exactly like my thing. Yes. Drinking. Uh, next, I order my black homegrown shirt as well as my buff shirt. Can't wait till they get here. I'm overwhelmed by the coverage volume since picking up the buffs and the Denver Sports mm. Podcast, but I love it. Vanilla Porter is one of the best beers I've had. O-line takes cohesion. I think it'll take time to come around, but we need a center. Love the coverage. Thanks, guys. He adds and says, also the NFL Sunday ticket is hacked worked $108 for the entire year. Use a good friend's college info <laughs> that not some random person off the internet. Yes, your good friend, Steven Montez. <laughs> Next one coming in from Mr. Free says, Zach, didn't the offense win a lot against the defense last year in training camp? How great was that for the quarterback? I guess he's just coming at. I don't know. He's yeah. coming at you for your article yesterday. What did I say? How is that? He's just saying like, 
Oh, Keenum was beating the defense last year. How great did that work out for him? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, the answer is not <laughs> great, obviously. Uh, I just don't think there's a correlation there. Right, exactly. I don't think the D. I, I just don't see how that relates to this year. Are we just expecting Joe Flacco to be good after the defense beats him? Maybe. <laughs> the de- I'll tell you this: the defense is uh, absolutely better, guaranteed better. Oh, I agree with that, hundred percent. From Dan Burke, one wonder why y'all thought about this quote. Wonder what y'all thought about this quote about McGovern on snapping issues. Quote: He said, "I've had maybe one bad snap a day. I've had two or three. It's day eight or nine of training camp. It's something that's easily. Oh, today I had two or three. It's day eight or nine of training camp. It's something that's easily fixable. It's something I know I can fix. I know how to fix it, so I'll fix it. Then fix it." <laughs> Come on, Bob what? the Builder. Well, what are we talking about here? I don't know. Why wasn't it fixed already? Why, why hasn't it been fixed for the past 10 months? He was waiting for the day nine <laughs> threshold. <laughs> he may be. He's just like me. He procrastinates. Uh. <laughs> uh, anyways, he says, to explain the problem, for me, there's times I'm looking at the defense and my hips aren't where they should be when I snap the ball. I have to get my hips up. It's something that's not in my muscle memory yet. I know how to get my hips up. I just have to do it and make it muscle memory before week one. And here's why I'm not encouraged by it is it hasn't happened in nine months. It's going to happen in the next what? four weeks. Muscle memory is something that takes like 30 days. See, that's 30 days. I'm just saying like. But why hasn't he been working on that's that? That's what I'm saying. Like from the time he last season ended, he should have been snapping the ball yep. 300 times a day if yep. he wanted to get the muscle memory. I completely agree. I'm not, and I'm not saying he didn't do that. Right. Because I know he's a tireless worker. It's just I, there's something going on. It's like, you know what? I've been playing golf my whole life. Every once in a while, I still take my eye off the ball. Right. And just shank one. And you think to yourself like, how can I do that? I've been practicing this, but. This, you can't. You can't. Sh- I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to play golf, or else I probably would never shake <laughs> yeah. one. Yep, exactly. All right. He says. Also, I've noticed been a lot of lower leg injuries starting from last year, and the trend has continued this year. Reason for concern with strength and co- conditioning, or just coincidence? I'm not a doctor. I have no idea. Good answer. <laughs> from Von, father of Tom. First off, how can you dislike Frankie Lindor on the Indians? Don't don't know anything about it. <laughs> He says, how about we make a truce between the two teams, Ryan? Anyway, my question is more of a basic one. What are your cut predictions for this year? We don't have time for cut predictions. Oh. haven't heard any official predictions from you guys. Another question is, what are your favorite past or present uniforms from other teams? Can't wait to hear this pod. Go Broncos. I mean, the baby blue chargers are so nice. Yeah, those are nice. Boy, I, I, don't, even, I, I don't know where to go. What are some other notable jerseys from other teams? That is such an in-depth question. Um, the the Ravens all blacks are off the chain. Um, going with some color rush jerseys. No, those are all trash. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos one's actually pretty good, but yeah, I mean, obviously the Broncos orange unis with the. With Ask the me during Bronco. the season when I've seen some and, and when my when my head is refreshed. All right, we're still got a lot to go here. From Big Al 80. Hey, guys, love the pod. You're both hilarious, and I enjoy all the insights you give. What's your opinion on Brett Rippon so far? I'll be honest, I'm a big Boise State fan, and although he was a stud at State, it seemed as he had moments where he would throw a pick at the worst possible time. Do we have a solid chance to make the 53-man roster? Sounds like he's been balling out. In the limited opportunities he's had, he's he's really impressed me. Seeing the field yesterday, I believe there were two different times where he got reps with the second team. Yeah, he... he he throws a great ball, I'll tell you that. Yep. And he, he, he just seem, he seems comfortable. 
He seems like he's supposed to be here. Maybe not uh, as a starter, but he seems like he's supposed to be in the NFL. I think he find, he'll be around. He's not getting just flat-out cut. Right. All right, from VR, though, he says, Hey, guys, I'm the guy who met Henry the other day randomly, randomly at Pac-12 Media hey. Day. What an awesome, odd moment. I love the pod, and it's helped me survive many terrible commutes through L.A. traffic. Don't really have a question at the moment, but I'm very excited to see the rookies get a ton of playing time in the Hall of Fame game. Wish I could make it to the bar crawl to drink several cold snacks on for me. So, to drink, oh, drink several cold snacks for me. Man, this is so cool that you're that you're rolling with us VR though, and uh, so cool. If if you guys recognize BSN somewhere, you gotta let us know. Absolutely. Next one's from Iceman. He says, Ryan, it's ironic you would ask me how I became a podcast listener just five months ago after turning 66. Uh, for the third time in 59 seasons as a Broncos fan, we had to endure these back-to-back losing seasons. I did a Google search to see if there was going to be any way to get through another long offseason by finding as much info as I could on the front office and how the front office is going to write this ship that was about to sink. Like you said, and I totally agree, podcasting has completely changed my life. Boom. I feel if they oh, sorry if they use computers or smartphones and Google, you or I could accomplish it easily with them. I was talking about my parents. Oh, 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 he said, sorry, I skipped part. He said, I listened to four Broncos podcasts and two NFL podcasts. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You're asking how you might be able to get your mom and dad into podcasts. They use computers or smartphones or Google. You or I could accomplish it easily with them. If they're like my brother-in-law who has never touched a keyboard or a cell phone since he retired, he still reads the paper. I love how that's like the description <laughs> of how old he is yeah. and how old he acts. Uh, he says, I want to thank you guys for helping me get to the Hall of Fame game. You're lifesavers. Enjoy the Breck Brew bar crawl tonight, waiting to hear the Saturday podcast. Yeah, but what a, what an awesome little story there. Really cool. Quick little tidbit. My dad didn't have a cell phone until about 18 months ago. Are you kidding me, <laughs> What's your dad's name? Mike. Mike Stevens. <laughs> oh, man, I can see him right now. No cell phone. Yep. Has he, have you ever seen him wear a fanny pack? No, no fanny packs for him. <laughs> I'm picturing like a plaid short sleeve button down. Yeah. Tucked into some khakis. Yep, could be. Um, no cell phone. <laughs> and just a little fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> no fanny pack. No fanny pack. <laughs> All right. Uh, from JD Fry, I'm a little worried about the amount of injuries since Lauren Lando took over. Do you think this concern is justified? Interesting. Thanks. Two comments on this. It is. I, I don't know. There, there have been a lot of lower leg injuries, and it's something that's crossed my mind. But like I said earlier, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea if those are connected. Yeah, and also, these things happen every camp. There's always going to be many guys who are injured. But it does seem a lot of hamstring stuff and Achilles. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be a, actually a really good question for one person and one person only. Actually, two people: Lauren Lando or Greek. Right, the exactly. Two, only two people I would trust to and, talk to And about it's that. people that we don't get to talk to often. But if we do, that's a great question. All right, last one here, and it is juicy. But at least it's the last one. <laughs> From Broncos Girl 723 she says, I so wish I could join you guys for the bar crawl. I unfortunately have to work uh, and drive an all-you-can... Am I messing this up? And drive all-you-cold-snack-drinking... I'm sorry. Yeah, you read it right. Uh, oh, I have to drive all you cold snack drinking bar crawling. Uh, we need some hyphens there in there. Go. We need some there hyphens in there. There we go. Uh, someone has to be the DT. Good thing Denver has over 60,000 plus by the means of Uber. There's 60,000. 
Wow. Make sure you summon one. Maybe I'll be the one picking you up in the Ninja Turtle. Hey. I have a green Toyota Corolla that I named Donatello. <laughs> I also never drink, so my beer tolerance isn't exactly bar crawl material. <laughs> drink a strawberry sky for me. It sounds delicious and right up my alley. Uh, being... Being that my go-to my go-to cold snack is Blue Moon and has been for as long as I can remember, yeah, it's better than Blue Moon. Oh yeah, definitely better than Blue Moon. She continues and says, "I haven't been a Broncos fan as long as most, but when I moved to Denver in 2015, I'm the bringer of Super Bowls. Moved to Louisiana in 2010, the year the Saints won, and the Mile High Magic hit me like a freight train." I haven't missed a game since. Imagine this: you're sitting in the parking lot of your apartment with about two minutes left in the game. A beautiful, clear, calm night in the Mile High City. The Panthers line up for the field goal to win the game. You could hear a pin drop. I'm watching the game on my phone and playing through Donnie's speakers. <laughs> I don't want to miss anything. He kicks it and misses. My neighborhood completely erupted, screaming and clapping. I'm jumping up and down, and the people walking their doggos say, the Broncos must have just won. I get goose pimples every time I think about <laughs> You're giving me goose pimples right now. That's pretty awesome. Those are called goose bumps. <laughs> I like goose pimples. <laughs> My first official jersey was Vaughn, a blue one. I have a borderline unhealthy obsession with 58. I get a couple every year for my birthday and fit into jer junior jerseys so I can maximize my money and get two for one. Nice. Smart thinking. I have two Vaughn, two Chubb. Had to go back and get one to wear because I got Chubb to sign it for me the first day of training camp last year. A blue Sanders, uh, a DT, an orange Lindsay, white Chris Harris Jr. I know I'm missing a few. I literally wear orange and blue every day. That is unless I'm in a purple mood and want to rep my six-time gold glover California boy of a third baseman. It would be Nolan Arenado. Yep. She finishes by saying, you guys always kick tails, and I can never think of questions because you guys always answer them. Keep up the amazing work. P.S. How'd you know that was my goal with BSN shirts? I will have them all eventually. I think my next one will be Nolan being Nolan. Uh, you have to. You have to get the Nolan being Nolan. Great, uh, great choice there. By the way, there's only one person out there who can claim that they have them all, and that is Tanner Kelly. Yes. So Tanner's oh, listening. <laughs> uh, maybe you can join him in the pantheon of people whose entire closet is stocked full of bsn shirts it is it is mine and he's always the like the first to have every shirt it's incredible yeah he's a he's a diehard for sure and we appreciate him for that okay we did it we made it 26 questions you guys are incredible we really do love you and i and i don't at all mean a bad thing by saying hey can we just shorten the question <laughs> um it's not it's nothing against you guys and it's a great problem for us to have and i hope you guys understand that too Anyways, that's going to wrap it up for us today on the BSN Broncos podcast. Guess what? Tomorrow, Saturday, we'll be back with you anyway. We'll talk to you then.
Hey guys, it's Allie and Lindsay here, and we want to talk to you about our new favorite wine subscription. It is Winester. The best thing about Winester is that they work with small wineries. You know BSN loves supporting small local businesses, and Winester is just that, supporting real people making real wine. These guys will curate a hand-picked shipment for you from the best small wine producers in the U.S. So my favorite part about Winester is the fact that I don't really know much about wine, and when I go to a liquor store, I tend to gravitate towards the same wine I've always had instead of trying something new. But with Winester, they make the process so easy. That's exactly right, Allie. And from my perspective, you guys, I love wine and have tried so many different types of wine at different price points. And Winester is not only easy, but it is quite literally some of the best wine I've ever tasted, and it makes for an amazing gift. What's also ideal about Winester is that you can pick your shipments based on your schedule. That's right, Allie. So whether you're a casual drinker or you love hosting parties, you can get your shipment based on your lifestyle. So head to their website today, you guys. That's W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R, Winester.com. We've got BSN25 promo code for you, and you can save $25 off your first order. Oh, 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 o